Ladies and gents, and welcome to episode 26 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. Um, weirdly, I seem to have managed to bag myself another fairly epic interview, which is bizarre and very out of character for me because talking to other people is terrifying. But yes, I happened to meet uh, a delightful comic creator named Kelly Sudaconic at Thought Bubble last year and just about plucked up the courage to give her my card, my business card. Uh, she was one of the lucky four people that got one of those that weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, we got in touch via email and she agreed to come on the show and it was fucking brilliant. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties on my behalf, uh, which I strongly apologise to Kelly Sue for, um, the interview's a bit shorter than I'd originally intended, but it's still brilliant. Kelly Sue is a really lovely person, she's very easy to talk to, um, and she uh, was great at making sure that I didn't shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) um anyway that's enough of me rambling um if you don't know who kelly sue is then you must be some kind of crazy person she's currently writing the captain marvel book for marvel and um pretty deadly as well which is a really good western style book and um it says something that i like it because i'm not a big fan of of westerns and, and things so um but it is a really gorgeous gorgeous book um, so yep, yeah, on with the interview. Here's me having a chat with Kelly Sue DeConnick. Welcome to the show. I do apologise for the massive delay with me being a, a technical special. Um, no worries. I'm glad it's working. <laughs> oh, hello. What are you sending me? Oh, I sent you a screenshot to show you that I had tested the microphone and my microphone was working. Oh, uh, okay. I did, I did believe you because um, I'm notoriously bad at computers. <laughs> so I, I, I pretty much assumed it was something I'd done wrong. Um, All right. And I don't know what I did to fix it. I should have made a note of that, really, just for future reference. There you go. <laughs> How long do I have you for today? Probably, I, I can do about half an hour. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's okay. Good stuff. I'll get right on it then, considering we've, you know, wasted 24 whole minutes going, what's happening on this computer? No worries. No worries. <laughs> I just need to get upstairs at five and start dinner. So that the ah, right, kids okay. don't come home in revolt. <laughs> I tell you what, it's so weird when you record with people who are not in the same time zone, because I'm sort of like in my pyjamas ready to roll into bed as soon as we're done. So yeah. <laughs> I am very already dinnered. Um, I understand. Yeah, no, Matt just went get to pick up the kids from school. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> I bet it's really nice weather where you are as well. Probably better than yours, but uh, but actually a bit chilly and rainy today. Oh, that's pretty much what we had too, actually, because me and my mum went for a trek around the Shire today. Because um, <laughs> who knew that was in Birmingham? Um, yeah, so that was drizzling. That is the cutest and most British thing anyone has ever said, by the way. <laughs> a trek around the Shire. <laughs> it was actually a tiny bit disappointing. And um, I, I, I did say to my mum that I think the reason Tolkien says that it was the inspiration was because he probably stared at it and thought, this could be so much better, and then thought up ways in which it could be better. <laughs> and then wrote Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, anyway, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to have a chat with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. So, pretty much the first thing I wanted to talk to you about, because I'm mildly obsessed with it, was, was Captain Marvel. Which Fantastic. I imagine you probably talk about a lot, um, so I apologise. <laughs> no, no worries. But sort of, when you were... How did you get to, to end up writing Captain Marvel? I was just looking for something to pitch on, and I heard that they were looking for a Ms. Marvel pitch and so I called up Steve Wacker and said hey can I pitch Ms. Marvel to you and uh, and he said yeah and then he really liked my take so he helped me kind of develop it and, um, and in the course of I started a file and my file is dated uh, like May 2010 um, and our first issue didn't come out until 2012 so it took quite a while I don't, I don't know how long it took between when I when I actually opened up the file and when I turned the pitch in, but it, it took a while for it to get approved, and then you know then we took a a, a bit to to start scripting and everything. Mm-hmm. It's something I've always been interested in in terms of of comics. Do you get much say in terms of who gets to draw or work on the comics, or is it just a case of hey, this is who you've got? There you go, <laughs> work with this. You know, I mean. Sort of uh, the the higher you are up the totem pole, the more pull you have on that kind of thing. I mean, they certainly take your input. I don't think they'd make you work with somebody if you were like, oh, no, I really hate so-and-so, you know. Um, I mean, I kind of don't want to be that person, you know. But um, but if there was somebody who was like, yeah, that so-and-so style I just super don't dig or I think it's a really bad fit for my writing, which is, you know, a much better way to put it than to say, like, I hate blah. <laughs> um, they, they, I, I can't imagine that they would make you do that. But, um, and they, and they also listen if you have requests, you know, if you're like, oh, you know, I heard so-and-so was available, but, but, you know, sometimes you're like, I heard so-and-so was available. And they're like, mm, I don't think that's right for this book. You're like, oh, okay. You know, um, so it's, it's, at, at my level, you are not without say in it. But it's also not like I got no weight to throw around or anything. Um, but that said, I got super lucky, you know. I mean, like the three main artists I worked with on the first run were Dexter Soy, who was uh, brand new, but like really set a perfect tone for the book. And like he got so good so fast. And his Carol will always and forever be the Carol that lives in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was, he was drawing her when I was really getting to know her as a writer. Um, and the way he draws her, she's so powerful. And that's just my favorite thing, you know? Um, and then Emma Rios, uh, came in for two issues and Emma is, uh, my favorite collaborator, like in the universe. So that was fantastic. Um, everything she does, I absolutely love. Um, and then, uh, and then Philippe Andrade came in, and um, Philippe is amazing, and everything he touches is so beautiful. Like the birds, the stupid pigeons were gorgeous. 
so much action, so much movement, and then paired with Jordy, the colors were just incredibly dynamic. And I, I am so in love with how beautiful his run on that book is. Oh, and then I'm not even... Um, Scott Hepburn came in for Enemy Within, and he was in- incredible. And then Matteo Buffani was on... Um, the Avengers Assemble part of Enemy Within, which to me is like inextricable from uh, from Captain Marvel, um, because that was really one storyline there. And his Carol looks like a contemporary athlete, which is very cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I got very, very lucky. And then going into this next run, I've got um, David Lopez to work with. And uh, David is energetic and excited and creative and so committed to this book you would not believe i can't keep up with him like i cannot keep him in script i cannot like he's like where where, was the next one going to be ready i'm like holy crap david you know well he's amazing i've I've got to say i did um i just read sort of about an hour ago the sort of new issue one Mm -hmm. and um i I was kind of wowed by the art in that it's pretty brilliant oh yay i'm so glad i'm so glad yeah he's uh he's really great so um and you know he and i Every issue, our collaboration gets tighter. I think that's kind of the way it works, you know? Like, the more time you spend working together, the, the, the better you understand each other. And, like, each each issue that, that comes in, I'm like, oh, now this one's my favorite. So, that's pretty nice. Mm. It must be exciting to be able to write a character as... I suppose, the thing about Miss Marvel is she's always been fairly popular, but at the same time, she's not the sort of the go-to superhero for the Marvel Universe. It must be nice to have somebody that you can explore quite a lot, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she's creeping her way up to the A-list. I'm proud of her. Mm-hmm. It's, it's neat. You know, I mean, she's she's been around for so long, so there's, there's a lot of good stuff to sink your teeth into, you know? I've, I've got the, the Ms. Marvel Essential, um, the, like, the big black-and-white phone book yeah. size compilations those are fantastic i need to um i need to go back and, and dip into some old ms marvel stuff i think because i was a fairly late comer to comics in that i only started reading when i met my then boyfriend now husband uh in 2005 she says <laughs> tentatively oh. and so i only started reading ms marvel with the stuff that was leading up to civil war um, right, and, okay. it, and then it got cancelled not long after that, and I was like, oh, because it it was one of my favourites. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but Reed's run was really good. Yeah, no, it was. I, I mean, I was with that the whole way, and when they were when they announced that it was being cancelled, I was quite upset because, um, I don't. There are there aren't a lot of sort of female led comic books out there that are contemporary if that makes any sense i mean like sure i i struggle with wonder woman because i know a lot of a lot of women like sort of champion that as the go-to female-led comic but i actually think she's very oldie worldy if that makes any sort of sense and i can't i don't feel like i could identify with her even slightly because oh hello she's basically a goddess um (laughs) whereas yeah that's a bit i mean that's kind of a big deal that's a that's a big difference between the DC universe and the Marvel universe. You know, Marvel heroes are kind of street level, and DC heroes are are you know you kind of and and this is not to suggest that one is better than the other, but like Marvel heroes have always had to pay rent. You know what I mean? Like that's always like Marvel heroes have always lived in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, literally, I mean, the Marvel heroes are in New York. Um, uh, you know the DC heroes are in Gotham. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's there's a there's a level of remove, um, and it's it's different. You know, and sometimes you're in the mood for one, and sometimes you're in the mood for the other. Um, I think the street level stuff is a little more relatable for me, but that doesn't mean that I don't like the aspirational stuff in a kind of fantasy dream world sort of way. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that they're not all fantasy and dream world, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't make You know, as opposed to those super realistic fry, uh, flying uh, Cree hybrids, you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, I do love me some Ms. Marvel. Have you um, have you read the, the new Ms. Marvel? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh. The uh, Willow's book? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Loved it, loved it. So. Yeah, no, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I am. Um, I've had a not a falling out with comics recently, but I've got to a stage where I'm reading so many comics that I just stare at my pile, like, oh no, how do I even approach you? So today I made a concerted effort to just pull out all of your stuff and then 
things relating to Ms. Marvel. <laughs> so good, okay. Like, yeah, it can get really overwhelming really fast. You got to figure out a way to make it not feel like a chore, you know, because nobody wants that. It's supposed to be your hobby. It's supposed to be fun. Exactly. It's just, I think it's one of those things where there's so much good stuff out there. It's really hard to say no, like, this is where I've got to stop. <laughs> I have yeah. no time for more of you. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and there's also, like, you know, just as an industry, we, 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 we are somehow unafraid to, like, guilt our consumers into buying things. We're like, oh, you really have to support this or it's going to get canceled. You know, it's like, what? I hate that. It is. The, I think the comics industry is a really strange one to me, and I've never quite understood how it works. Because... Oh, it's totally jacked up. <laughs> it is completely broken. Yes. I mean, no, you are not wrong. What I find the most bamboozling thing about it is that somehow I will, I will be loath to spend like seven quid on a six hundred page book, but I'll spend four pound on a twenty two page comic, and I'll do yeah. that every month, and I'll do it for lots of comics, and then I'm thinking, where are my priorities? <laughs> what yeah it is a bit bonkers yeah no it's not um i mean and they're they're beautiful and the 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 really good ones you'll go back and read again but yeah i mean there is a like there are things i will do like i am willing to say if you think this might be interesting to you and you intend to buy it in a floppy please 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 pre-order it and here is how and i will try to make this as easy for you as humanly possible um, that I am willing to do. I am not willing to guilt people into buying the book because uh, with a female lead. I'm not willing to guilt people into buying the book because, um, you know, or, or like be, I'm not willing to, to guilt people into buying our creator-owned books. I'm not willing to say, oh, you have to buy it in floppy if you if you prefer to read in trade. Like all of that stuff is just. I don't know. I mean, I, I think if we have to go to that point, we sort of deserve to fold, you know? <laughs> I think it's a, it's a really strange one for me in that I just think it's an, it's, it's an odd industry in the sense that the fans that it has are crazy loyal, um, yeah. but it needs more fans to sort of keep going the way that it's going. That yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I have always imagined that our numbers were, like, embarrassingly low, compared to, I don't know, the, the rest of the universe, because we're such a niche, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, I have a friend who is a novelist, um, who is, you know, I, we were talking about Captain Marvel's numbers, and, and I was kind of, like, I was kind of embarrassed to say what our numbers were. And she was like, you know that in the book market, that would be an instant bestseller, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. That's kind of amazing. Um, yeah, so, we're actually... Just our, our our economics are all jacked up, and our priorities are weird. Our system is broken because it was set up. It's it hasn't been changed in a very long time, and blah 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 blah. This is a super boring conversation for people who are not into the economics of the comic book industry. I can't imagine why that would not be fascinating to you. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, so you know who cares. All right, all right, sweet. There we go. <laughs> but um, steer, steering it away from economics, then. Right. Um, were you at all daunted when you were pitching for Ms. Marvel as a lady yourself? Obviously. I, do you think there's more pressure on women to write good female-led comics? Mm, no. Oh, that's good. I don't, I don't think so. Um, or, or I'm super tone deaf and I just don't care. <laughs> uh, that's possible, too. That's probably likely. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean... I think on the one, it's such a weird, you're in such a weird spot because on the one hand, um, you know, like, like when Steve Wacker again offered me, um, Osborne, he made the joke about, you know, I know how you ladies like to write ladies, um, because, uh, you know, and, and because we tend to get offered all of the women characters primarily, mm-hmm. um, you know, as though, uh, you know, like, like, like. Well, she couldn't write the Hulk because you know she's a girl, and and like, you know, Brian Bendis wrote you know pretty much the definitive Spider Woman of the modern age, mm-hmm. and he is neither a woman nor a spider, but somehow <laughs> you know he imagined his way into it, and like I, I'm I'm pretty capable of imagining my way into. I can imagine my way into Norman Osborn, and he's a psychopath, um, and I'll tell you what, it wasn't that hard. So. um 
You know, so I, th- I mean, I think you can. I, I, I do tire a little bit of always getting offered all of the lady books, but at the same time, um, women are such a small. Like the the, the Onion did a, the Onion A Veep Club had a report the other day about um, films, you know, and um, uh, we're like fifteen percent uh, of protagonists in uh, uh, modern cinema and uh, 30% of speaking roles. Um, And uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on your podcast. Yes, you are. Very much so. All right. Well, fuck that. (laughs) That is some bullshit right there. I I do not approve. No. Um, So so I feel, on the other hand, like, well, fuck it. I'm going to balance the scales. I'm right in all women. You know, like, we're going to have, men are going to be, like, 10% of my cast. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, so, so I don't know. I mean, so, so yeah, you, you, you're you sort of caught in this, in this weird place because, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of defiantly write as many women as I possibly can. And, and then at the same time, like, you know, it's, it's a little hilarious to me that you, all, you always get offered all the female characters. But... But what do I expect? Because that's what, that's what I show them that I do most of the time, you know? Like, when I was kind of casting Pretty Deadly, when I was putting together all the characters that would be in Pretty Deadly, Big Alice was supposed to be a dude. Um, and I was like, mm, no. <laughs> um, you know, so, um, you know, I mean, that's, that is a, uh, we have, I don't know, a whole ton of characters, and we get, I think, two dudes? Three dudes. Um, that's enough dudes, though. That's plenty of dudes. <laughs> That's all the dudes I need. I like, you know. So anyway, yeah. I mean, it's. It, I do feel like. I don't know. My my daughter is is really um, difficult. <laughs> you know? She's just. She just kind of like. If you want her to go left, she goes right. Just because you want her to go left. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that. Uh, I think I know where she gets it. Um, so I mean, I think there's just a part of me that's like. Um, you know, I got I get asked once, like, aren't you afraid of being pigeonholed for writing so many female characters? And so I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm writing nothing but female characters from now on. I mean, this is pretty much exactly where Bitch Planet is coming from. <laughs> Bitch Planet is my giant, like, oh, yeah? Well, fuck you. It is, it, it, Bitch Planet is, like, steering into the curb. Like, I, I, I'm going to be exactly everything I've been accused of being. <laughs> and more so. Uh, it's really fun. I recommend it. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it must be, on the one hand, it must be difficult sort of breaking, as a woman, breaking into an industry that has predominantly been very male. But on the other hand, I, w- I would imagine it's also quite a lot of fun to stomp all over stereotypes and, and make your mark on everything, just peel yeah. over their territory. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I think any, you know, you're going to, you're going to, this is, when I talk to aspiring creators, this is a question I get a lot. Um, and I think that like any industry that you get into is going to have its fair share of sexism. Um, pretty much any industry. I don't think there's, I, I don't think there's a place you escape it. Um, I mean, like hairdressers. Like only ten percent of hairdressers are male, but the top ten percent earners in hairdressers all male. Mm. You know, like it, it, it's just. I think something similar for sh- for chefs as well. Um, like there is just it, it is inherent in our culture, uh, you know. And I think in some ways we've moved backwards since um, since the feminist movement of the nineteen seventies. But I do think that this fourth wave stuff is real and happening. And I think for, you know some some real progress is about to be made again or being made again. Um, but uh, anyway, my point being. You're going to have to deal with it no matter what. So choose something that you love. Um, now, I think that there are industries where it is much worse than others. Um, I, don't, I don't work in gaming or tech, but I've heard terrifying stories about working in gaming and tech. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't work in stand-up comedy, but, um, and I, I don't know that I would have the... I don't know. I think I might end up going to prison if I... <laughs> Because I don't, I don't think I have the the self control um, for that. Mm. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I you know, find to find the place that is the thing that you love, and and do it anyway. Do it to spite them. Sorry, I was just having a little yawn then, and that was nothing to do with you. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> no worries, it's late there. I really appreciate your staying up late. You oh, still have tomorrow off. Is that the, is I do indeed. Okay? I do good, indeed. Good, yeah, good, good. Um, I appreciate it. I don't know. It's absolutely fine. I am. Um, I had to take the holiday anyway because work were like, if you don't take it by March, you'll lose it. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm fine. I've um I've just eaten an entire pack of Skittles, so I think I've oh right on little sugar bags. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I thought though uh, I'd better not eat the big pack of Skittles in case I get really bonkers and don't stop like talking at you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I think we're, I'm. I'm uh, uh... I'm going to do a breakfast for dinner night. You guys have breakfast for dinner night in merry old England? Is that a thing you do? Uh, do you know, I haven't until very recently when a friend of mine made me a breakfast burrito for dinner and it was kind of amazing. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do, I think, uh, French toast and bacon and scrambled eggs tonight. I'm kind of excited about it. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> if, there's, if there's one thing in the world I love more than comics, it's food. So <laughs> well, there you go. All right. We are of one mind here. Oh, I tell you, the way the way into my heart is definitely through my stomach. Matt just sent me a recipe um, uh, for he, he, something he found online. He was like, C -c can we make this? Um, it was like salt and pepper French toast with sriracha. Ooh, I was like, yes, of course. yes, we can. Um, but we're not going to do that tonight because uh, it's kind of a cheat night kind of thing because we're going to. We're going to do our French toast with paleo bread this evening. Oh, that sounds lovely. Not as good. Not as good. Does it sound not as good? Because it's not as good. Oh, dear. That sounds unnecessary, to be honest. Yeah. It's all right, though. You know, paleo bread is kind of eggy, so I think, I think, it'll, probably, I think it'll probably work out pretty well for French toast, actually. But not as good as the one with the, the, the sriracha yumminess. Which sounds amazing. It does sound fairly amazing. I should probably steer this back to comics because this could be a big long food talk otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, just do, we'll reschedule the comics one. We'll just do a food blog tonight. <laughs> okay. Well, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I really could. I did, um, I did an interview last month with a chap who uh, pretty much didn't want to talk at all about his comics because he hates talking about himself. And we ended up talking mostly about cheesecake. So. Oh, how funny. You know, somebody is doing um, a thing. I I pitched a culinary mystery comic to Oni like a hundred years ago, and somebody is doing. I saw somebody is finally doing a culinary mystery, or I think it's culinary mystery. Uh, there's a culinary comic book coming out. It's probably not the first one. I'm sure. It's, I'm certain it's not the first one, especially with uh, with people like Matt Wagner, who is an incredible foodie in the world. Um, but it's the first one that I am aware of. Um, so, yeah. That sounds kind of great. I'm going to have to make a mental note about that. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could remember the name of it, but I saw something about it on Tumblr. It's like, a, it's, it's, it's uh, some up and comers. It's some kids I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with, but it looks good. I'm impressed. Mm. I like the sound of that. It's like combining two of my favourite things. There you go. <laughs> Glorious. Um, I had um, when I emailed you about coming on to the show. Um, I mentioned that I met you at Thought Bubble. Mm -hmm. last year in Leeds uh, with my lovely friend Jenny who wanted me to make sure that I asked you this because she was very excitable and I told her that you were going to uh, drop by for an interview and she just... Is it the Pink Lady page? It Well, it, close. She would like to know which is your favourite song from Greece or Greece 2. Uh, probably, uh, let's see. Oh, man, it, it would be a tough call between... Um, uh, there are worse things I could do and uh, reproduction. <laughs> do you know, reproduction is, I haven't seen Grease 2 for literally years and the only thing I can remember about it is people shouting reproduction followed by where does the pollen go and I can't... Yeah. Where does the pollen go? Yeah. <laughs> Who could... I haven't, I haven't seen it in a hundred billion years is, uh, and uh, uh, put my... <laughs> reproduction, reproduction, make my stamen go berserk. Something like that. <laughs> I'm sure you've just made Jenny's day there. <laughs> All right, sweet. <laughs> I'm very excited because um, 
my husband is going away for a weekend in April, so Jenny's coming over and we're having a films I can't watch with the husband in the house because he hates them weekend, which will be marathon. Definitely. Yeah. And Labyrinth because my husband is a complete weirdo who doesn't enjoy Labyrinth. <laughs> I think it's so Well, I find Labyrinth actually to be a little creepy, honestly. So I, I'm, I'm, I, it's been a really, really long time since I've seen it. But, uh, I think it but, depends yeah. on your tolerance for David Berry's very tightly packed crotch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like David Bowie off a lot. You know what? Actually, is probably one of my my favorite David Bowie musical is Absolute Beginners. Do you know? I've never even heard of that. Oh my God! Rent it. Okay, it's so good. It's I will. So good. It's so amazingly good. And then you have to like hit me up on Twitter and tell me that you loved it or that you didn't, and I'll learn to live with the disappointment. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely gonna. In fact, I'm writing it down. Well, I'm not writing it down. That's silly. I live in you know the modern age. I'm putting it on my iPad. <laughs> okay. As we speak. Uh, absolute beginners. It is really, really incredible. The music is fantastic. I love a bit of Barry anyway, to be honest. I think he's a bit wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I, man, The Hunger is like on the short list of some, one of my favorite films. I don't, don't care. I don't think I've seen that either. I'm so bad at films, though. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Maybe I just um, need to have a Barry marathon. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he is, um, it's a vampire movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And, um... Oh my god! I want to tell you all about it, um, but okay. So it's him and Susan Sarandon, and uh, uh, oh my god, uh, uh, Catherine Deneuve, uh, and it is uh, super hot like fire. Um, oh, and early in in Anne Anne um, Anne Magnuson and uh, Willem Dafoe make like tiny surprise appearances in the very beginning of it. Wow. Um, it's really, really 80s, uh, like really, really, <laughs> really 80s, like Bauhaus 80s. Um, and, uh, and it's also like kind of heartbreaking and beautiful and scary as shit at the same time. I think it might be a Ridley Scott movie. Uh, no, no, no. I think it's the other Scott. Uh, wait, hold on. We're going to find out. I'm looking this up. Um, uh, uh it's so good. Okay, you have to watch both of those movies and then tell me what you thought. Okay. Um, if I didn't like them, you'll never hear from me again. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, Tony Scott. It's Tony Scott, not really Scott. My bad. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I really love it. I really unapologetically love it. They are- watch them back to back, too, because that will be hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure I can obtain... I wonder if they, either of them are on Netflix. I can see this happening in my future. <laughs> okay, it looks like The Hunger is watched now on Amazon Instant Video. I don't know how that works, if, if you have that in the UK or not. But. I have no idea, but I'm sure I can figure it out. <laughs> All right. Oh, dear. I am, I, nearly every time I talk to somebody on this show, I end up with a list of films I need to watch because I'm so rubbish at films. I, you know, I'm, I worked in a video store when I was growing up, so like that was my... You know how you have like a long-term job? Video store was my job that I did forever. Mm-hmm. But uh, then, it, my, so my son was born uh, five years ago. He, no, five years ago. Not five years ago. Six years ago. He'll be seven in September. And I pretty much have seen jack and shit since he was born. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if it is not like, a, some, I probably see like three or four movies a year now. Um, I mean, it is really bad. I have to like, I have to watch things. I ha- things I have to watch for research. I have to watch them in, in chunks. Um, we get to go to LA for the premiere of um, uh, Captain America 2. And it was su- such a like, in, in addition to, I mean, it was great that we got to go to the premiere and everything, but it was hilarious. I was like, we're in a movie. <laughs> like grown up. So cool. Oh, I, I literally cannot wait for that film. I'm like crazy excited about that. Yay. Oh, <laughs> it's really, it's really good. It's really excellent. Oh, good. That was a very strange noise you made, and I thought, oh no, was that your noise of saying, well, you know? No, 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 no. It was. It, it, it is genuinely excellent. It oh, is genuinely nice. excellent. Because I was a bit. Uh, mm. 
should I say this? I will. I'll be honest. I was a bit I was a bit um disappointed by the first one. But that's mostly because when I did get into comics, the very first comic my husband handed me and said, If you don't like this, you're a crazy person was um issue fifteen of Brew Baker's run on Captain America. Okay. And um and I read it and pretty much was instantly in love and that's when I went out and bought a ton of other things, including Ms. Marvel. Um Aww. so I've got a bit of an attachment to Captain America. Okay, that's fair. You, you are going to... This is... A, did you like the Avengers movie? Did you like Avengers? Oh, my God. I loved Avengers. I saw that about yeah. 12 times and practically yeah. dry-humped yeah. the standee of uh, Iron Man that was in the cinema. All right. You're in. You're going to like it then. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I think... There was, there was literally... There is one part, and we can talk about it after you see it, okay. but there is, there is one part where I was like, yeah! <laughs> and then that was it. That was like the only the only part where I was like, oh, I wish they'd done that a little different. Oh, but I get, I totally get why they did it the way they did it. It was just this one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to a bunch of ladies in the um, uh, in the lobby afterwards, and they were all we were all exactly the same. Like that was it, all of us agreed that was the only thing that we were like, oh. oh. See, I was a bit intrigued earlier because a friend of mine who um he does a podcast that's a much bigger fan base than this one. Um <laughs> and he went to the premiere in London tonight. Oh cool. And um immediately tweeted afterwards, one niggle but otherwise amazing and all I was thinking then was I'm gonna be looking for this niggle. <laughs> it's gonna be like eagle eye stace when I go and see this film. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what that what that means. What does that word mean? Oh, just like one little thing that maybe annoyed you a bit, but not enough to like ruin it. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's exactly. It. And it, it wasn't even. It's, I bet it's probably a different thing. It's probably something that went that I didn't even catch. Um, but yeah, there there's one moment that it's not bad. It's just like oh, I kind of. I got really excited there for a second because I thought something else was happening than what actually happened. And then when I realized what actually happened, then I was like, oh, that's, that's really not as good as what I was just cheering for. Literally cheering. I had been cheering and then was like, oh, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> I'll just sit so. down quietly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of. I was I was in the same row as uh, Lynn Ween, who is the creator of Wolverine, and uh, Jerry Conway, who uh, uh, wrote uh, Ms. Marvel number one. <laughs> See, this time. is another thing. I don't know how you guys cope just hanging around. Because, I mean, I imagine it's fine for you because you're a comic writer as well. But, like, when I'm even vaguely close to somebody that I admire, I get very sort of like, <laughs> and stare at them with a crazy look on, on my face that probably makes them want to take out a restraining order. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I think it's just practice. I think it's just like, um, like you know, I mean, I, I, when I met uh, Jerry Conway at, uh, at Emerald City last year, I think it was, um, you know, and I, I stood in line and I took my Ms. Marvel number one over for him to sign and I, and I, and I gushed and made an idiot of myself, um, <laughs> you know. So, but now I've seen him a few times, and now I'm like, hey, hey, that's Jerry Conway. He's my bud. He's my It's all cool. I met his daughter. <laughs> I can call him Jerry now. It's fine. That's right. <laughs> I, I probably can't. I mean, I would refer to him that way, but it really and truly, I'm like, that's Mr. Conway. <laughs> I get a bit like that with, um, I mean, I've met a few people from going to cons and things in the UK, and I, I get a bit like that sometimes with Paul Cornell, who I think is a really lovely chap. And um, every time I go and talk to him, I'm like, oh, hi, Paul, how are you? And then when he leaves, I, I will not refer to him as anything other than Paul Cornell. <laughs> uh, mm, bit sad. He is nice. He is a super nice dude. He is really lovely. And um, I was actually really embarrassed one year because he spotted me and said hello first. And I was like, oh, I feel kind of famous. Um, and then Aww. I realized I was just being a bit mental. <laughs> Oh, cons. cons are fun though because I always just sort of get overexcitable and a bit of a mess. <laughs> Aww. I love them. I love them. It is, it is you know, I, I'm a straight up extrovert, so mm. that is a, a, a thing that I, um, um, that, that is a thing I genuinely enjoy. I think you can tell. I mean, there are some, when you go to conventions, I mean, I am the opposite. I am terrible at talking to basically anybody, um, particularly face to face like because I'm just sort of like oh no don't stare at me oh now I have to say words and I just panic um uh-huh. <laughs> I'm really bad at it so it's really helpful when whoever it is you're talking to is just like hello I'm going to talk to you now 
because it's like I've been to a few cons where I've sort of walked casually up to a table and said hi and the person has said hi and then we've stood there awkwardly while they've signed my things and then I've left <laughs> yeah I, I think it really I mean I think if you are um if you are an extrovert and, and I am I think sometimes it's helpful if you if you see that somebody is nervous to try and I, I don't know fill in the space for them Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just seems polite to try to help people feel more comfortable. But yeah, I mean, you can. I'll never shut up if you don't, <laughs> you know. So it's, it, it works out. It's all right. I was quite amused actually at Thought Bubble when we met because um, I think it was pretty obvious that I was fairly nervous, and um, and so you suggested bursting into song, and I'm very glad that I didn't just burst into song at you because I think that would have been really weird. <laughs> Oh, no, we could have done a dance number. It would have been fine. No worries. Oh, Did you manage to get into the um, the party on the Saturday? Because I know there was like a big issue with that. And I thought, I, I could just imagine you rocking the Thought Bubble dance floor if you didn't. Oh, no, no. You know what? The problem is that like, I don't, I don't get to do all of the social stuff that I used to get to do anymore. Um, and it's not for like, I mean, it's for super lame reasons. It's because um, I get up crazy early in the morning and um, and because I have to work all the time. So, uh, like, at Emerald City coming up, there's a bunch of people are getting together to do karaoke. Um, and, you know, I'm a crap singer, but I would do it anyway, and it would be really fun. But, uh, but it, there's this big email chain. It's a lot of really great people, and they're like, oh, yeah, so we have the, reserve ro- the room reserved from 12.30 to 2.30. Or something like that. Twelve thirty. I don't know. It starts at twelve thirty. And I was just like, "Oh yeah, fuck that! I am asleep for four and a half hours by the time that starts." <laughs> you know. So and and I get up. I have, you know, I have two meetings before the con even starts on Saturday. I have a seven thirty Saturday morning, and then I have an eight thirty, and then you know I think the con starts at nine or ten. It must be ten if I've got an eight thirty. But, yeah, like, I, I just, I don't know. I'm old and boring, and <laughs> I work hard. So. I was going to say, I don't think it's about being boring, because you keep a fairly crazy schedule anyway, don't you? Yeah, it's kind of insane, yeah. But I can't, I can't, so I can't do the late-night stuff. So um, as much as I have, I have crazy, mad love for Kieran and Jamie, um, it was just like, oh, yeah, out dancing at night. No. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm sorry. It was, and I think even in that in that case, I was um, like we were in. I know it was, it was it was Friday. Yeah, it was the Friday that we were in Leeds. Matt took the train and went into London for the day, and I literally did not leave my hotel room because I had a script I had to get done. Oh, uh, so I ordered up two meals, but I got my script done. That's so, dedication. Hey. That is. There you go. Um, <laughs> hilariously they needed that script immediately and uh and that was in november and i don't think anyone has started it yet so oh dear yeah so there you go oh well but i got it done and i and i actually i'm really proud of that script i like that script a lot so there you go oh well that's good then (laughs) at least you don't feel like you spent all that time locked in a room for nothing (laughs) yeah um i'm sort of aware of the time so i don't want to keep you for too much longer Especially when you're making um, delightful French toast, because there you go. <laughs> um, so I was just going to talk very briefly about Pretty Deadly because um, that I, I think I'm an issue behind in it. I think, um, but I just wanted to fangirl all over you and tell you that it's wonderful, and that next time you see Emma Rios, if you give her a really big hug from me and tell her that she's oh, amazing. amazing, isn't she? Holy crap, that book is beautiful. She is so I don't even know. I'm like I can't even. <laughs> Yeah. There are no I, words. No, truly. I mean, I, she, I, that book makes me cry so often. Um, and she's also, she gave me uh, a couple of pages, or at least one page. I have one page up behind me. I think she gave me two, but I'm not entirely certain of that. Um, but I know I have one of um, one of our, uh, the pages from our Captain Marvel. Uh, and there, there were two moments. She did two issues, and she made me cry. Um, yeah, she's just, oh, she's so, so good. And that world, it couldn't be anybody else, you know? It, it, it has to be, it has to be me and Emma, you know? 
Yeah. I mean, there's, that, there's other additives. There's ways we've brought other people in to contribute to the world, but it's so our DNA. You know, we, we make the joke that it's our baby. And it <laughs> it kind of is. Um, but, you know, like a, a, a Black Phoenix Alchemy uh, lab is now doing perfumes for it. And, like, she made me cry. Uh, <laughs> Beth, who does the, the perfumes, um, she sent me descriptions of all the scents that were based on the characters and like, you know, one of them she's got, you know, and it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's got, uh, I think it's Jenny's scent. And, and she said a thing about it having, um, Amber for her eyes. And then there was a, a bit about Sissy's scent having something for her inherent goodness, you know? And, and it was just like, she had so clearly studied the book and studied the characters and really knew them and had really put so much thought into how she was going to formulate these scents. And I, I wrote to her and I was, like, was like so grateful for the way that, like, like she's made our, she's brought our world, you know, in, in the way that, like, you know, Jordy brings color to the world and Clayton affects how we hear it in our heads by the way that he puts the words on the page. Um, and now... Beth has made me understand how it smells, you know? I mean, like, like, or how it feels, maybe, even. Not just how it smells, but, like, mm-hmm. like there's a way that she's made, like, she's she's made a smell for how I feel about each of these characters. Um, and, like, Big Alice's is incredibly bold, and it smells like something you could eat, you know? <laughs> that sounds kind really of amazing. I, I hope that's going to be available in the UK, because I want to smell all of these smells. Yeah, I hope so too. I know she travels a lot, so um, so it's so yeah. possible. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Well, I did. I mean, I obviously I don't want to keep you any longer because you have um, family and food to be dealing with, and frankly, nothing's more important than food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate. It. I have so enjoyed our chat, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to uh, hearing your your opinion on uh, absolute beginners and. Um, and The Hunger, and also uh, Captain America 2. I am so excited to see that. It's like it's seriously a little bit sad. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I think you're going to really dig it. I hope not. My husband's already very vehemently against it, but I'm like, no, we're going to see it. I don't care what you say. You can sleep through it if you want. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to know. I want to know. I will. I will tweet you with my opinions and then depending on whether or not i liked the things i may run away from twitter for days <laughs> okay all right that's fair too <laughs> <laughs> well thank you again for coming on and for having a chat with me it's been uh, it's been delightful you're very welcome um and let me know when it's up and i will uh, signal boost for you oh brilliant thank you very much you're welcome have a good night sis. thank you bye bye So that was the interview. I hope you all enjoyed listening to Kelly Sue. And um, hopefully you've also got some good film and uh, comic recommendations out of it as well, not just me. Um, I was going to do some reviews and things just because this episode was quite short. Um, But I've discovered, having made about three attempts to do them, that I'm bad at talking to myself. Um, and then I find it slightly awkward and it's also difficult to do a review when there's nobody here to either agree with you or disagree with you and therefore have a sensible discussion about it Um, so instead I think I'm just going to stop the episode here and um, because obviously last month's was massive uh, so to give you a break from me we'll make this one small 
um and hopefully we'll be uh we'll be back next month with a regular sized episode and some more reviews and things because uh, it's been a while since i've last done any reviews and whatnot so um that should be good um what do i have to say oh yes if you would like to follow me on twitter my name on there is stace bob t with a capital s and a capital t um, you can also follow me on Instagram. Uh, I tend to mostly post pictures of action figures, my own face, and foodstuffs. So if you're interested in seeing any of those, that's also Stace Bob T. Um, and if you would like to be on the show in the future as a co-host, um, doing reviews and whatnot, all you need to do is have Skype and a headset that works, preferably, and drop me an email at Stacey's Parlour. That's S-T-A-C-E-Y s-p-a-r-l-o-u-r at gmail.com or alternatively you can just hit me up on twitter or whatever's easiest for you guys so thank you very much for listening and i will speak to you all next month ta-ra First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. right. You should want a bad bitch like this. Huh? Drop it low and pick it up just like this. Yeah. Like, cup of ace, cup of goose, cup of Chris. I heal something worth a half a ticket on my wrist. Like, on my wrist. Taking all the liquor straight. Never chase that. Never. Stop like we bring an 88 back. What? Bring the hooks in where the bass at. Champagne spilling, you should taste that.